June the 6th, 1944, a date etched in history as D-Day. An invasion took place here in Normandy that brought the curtain down on a global conflict that took the lives of over 50 million people. The Bible graphically portrays the human problem. War will only cease when the war is won within the human heart. This rugged peninsula in France is one of the most infamous of all the D-Day battle sites in Normandy. Equidistant between Utah and Omaha, the two landing beaches allocated to the American forces. The assault onto Omaha Beach was a bloodbath, but at Utah the casualty numbers were much lower. Having said that, many of the troops died in the rehearsal that took place in the southwest of England at a seaside town called Slapton Sands. A series of blunders resulted in an ambush by German e-boats and the death of 750 men, four times the number that were killed on Utah Beach during the actual operation that they were practicing for. A total collapse in the chain of command and confusion everywhere with allied ships of different sizes bumping into each other out at sea as total panic took hold. Because of the imminent invasion of Normandy, the catastrophe was immediately hushed up. Everyone was sworn to secrecy, from the military top brass to the civilians living in nearby towns. Even hospital staff were forbidden to ask any questions of the wounded. And then the whole tragedy took on a sinister twist, as it became clear that 10 officers were missing, all of whom had the highest level of security clearance and inside knowledge of the D-Day plan. The invasion could have been compromised if even one of those men had been captured and interrogated. Top-level meetings took place for 24 hours between military and political leaders, and then everything changed when the remains of all 10 were found floating in the sea. After the war, no attempt was made to honour the men who died on that picture postcard beach in the summer of 1944. The casualties of war are not just those who die on the front line of battle, but the victims of mistakes and misjudgments. And then in 1984, a local man saw the turret of a Sherman tank out at sea in low tide. With the help of volunteers in the local community, the tank was pulled to shore and restored. It now has pride of place on the beach at Slapton Sands. It was said that there was more interest in the local community to honour those men than the British and the American governments combined. Later, it would hit. But at the time, nothing mattered except your job. 
But later on, all of the futures gone. A disaster precipitated by flawed intelligence. And that's where we pick up the story here at Point de Hoc. Unlike so many of the other famous battle sites throughout the world, this place has been left virtually untouched. It's like a time capsule of the day when the world held its breath as the Allied forces attempted to gain a foothold on Hitler's fortress Europe. The day when Normandy became a portal of freedom for Europe. In the hours before the landings on those five beaches, when peace was suddenly overrun by war, a colossal bombardment was unleashed from out at sea that turned this place into something that looks more like the surface of the moon than a coastal beauty spot. Not much in the way of health and safety here either. Pointe de Hoc is the scene of one of the most heroic operations on D-Day, flanked by Utah and Omaha, both within range of the huge coastal guns that were photographed by Allied aerial reconnaissance. 70,000 men were one hour from coming ashore and the guns had to be put out of action. The deadly operation fell to the US 5th and 2nd Ranger Battalions. It necessitated scaling the 100-foot cliff with rocket-propelled ropes and grappling hooks that were launched from 10 British landing craft that were busy trying to navigate the submerged rocks at the base of the cliff. By the time the ropes were fired out of the assault boats at 7am on D-Day, 50 of the rangers had already drowned. 50 more then succumbed to sniper fire or fell to their deaths. When they told us to load up you know the last thing I said to myself? I didn't say it to myself, I said it to the guy upstairs. I said, dear God, don't let me drown. I wanna get in and do what I'm supposed to do. I'm starting to break down. We'll pick up the story in a minute, but first let me tell you what this place speaks of to me as a Christian. Throughout my teenage years, I felt my life was like a bombsite of disappointment and failure. Then I realized it was because I'd lost connection with the God who I believed in as a young kid. And so at a time when I was being carpet bombed by both my past and my present circumstances, I turned the control of my life over to the God who made me for purpose. I started to read about his son, Jesus Christ, who came into the battlefield of human destruction and devastation, saying, my peace I give to you. It's a peace that the world cannot provide or even understand. 2,000 years ago, Jesus embarked on a mission to rid humanity of a terrible evil. What evil, people ask? Well, the Bible says that our rejection of God has caused chaos in this world. 
that's why there's bomb damage in our lives. And that's why Jesus died on the cross to pay for the problem and to rescue us. On reaching this point, the US Rangers uncovered a catastrophic flaw in the intelligence. The guns were no longer here. The training, the risk, and ultimately the sacrifice were all for nothing. Over a hundred elite troops at the very top of their game were lost. Just like that D-Day rehearsal back in England, it was a terribly high price to pay for wrong information. Sometimes our lives are based on flawed intelligence, misplaced trust and misguided foundations. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, it wasn't always popular. Same as today, back then, people didn't much like the idea that there was only one way or only one truth. It didn't sound all that tolerant. You know, Jesus spent a lot of time confronting religious lies, lies about the nature of God, what he thinks, what he feels, and the things that are really important in life. He said the first shall be the last, and if you want to find true life, you've got to be born again by the Spirit of God. Becoming a Christian is the moment when we trade flawed intelligence for God's truth, and we walk clear of the bomb damage in our lives and experience the restoration that only comes when we are in relationship with God as Father. <music>